reading from the Chaitanya Bhagavad, chapter 29, text 8. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Karelena Matra Prabhu Sanyasa Grahan Mukundera Agyahoila Karita Kirtana Immediately after the Lord accepted Sanyas, he instructed Mukunda to perform Kirtan. Omigana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya It's Anjalila chapter one. Thank you. Omigana Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya. Taksur Unmalatamyena Tazmai Sri Gurave Namaha. Sri Chaitanya Minobistam. Tapitamyena Bhutale. Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam <coughs> Vancha Kalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhayevacha Patitanam Pabhanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siadvaita Gadadhar Sivasadi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So greetings from New Jersey. I'm again um, visiting my mother. She'll be 100 years of age in June. And it was nice spending some time with her yesterday. I like that she's doesn't complain and she's grateful. I actually I turned on the wisdom of the sages because my student friend, Professor Matthew Dasty Mahamuni was on. I, I've only seen Wisdom of Sages just a, f- a few times, not even a whole one. I watched the whole one. And uh, he's the person I have discussions with about Stoicism. Epicetus is. And he really made a nice point. And a little bit I was appreciating my mother in this regard, but not. 
is that if you are still disturbed by the results of your activities, he said, if a teacher is still disturbed by the results of his activities, he still has work to do. And that's so much a core point of our philosophy, equal in happiness and distress. We do our duty, we have responsibility, but the value of our life is in the quality of our actions and the consciousness in which we do them and not the results and not to be disturbed by the results. Whether they are physical or political. But we certainly do our duty. I had a lot of practice with that this year. Some things didn't go my way. But as I become older, I'm more determined to be in that consciousness of detachment um, from things that are not connected to Krishna. Because um, every, you know, the results of things are coming from Krishna. It depends how we respond to them. That's so clearly. And putting our, our, our faith in that, that's where Bhagavad Gita says it, it says that not that things don't happen to a person, but he's not moved by them. It's not that desires don't come but you become like an ocean where unlimited rivers come. It's not necessarily what happens to you, it's how you react. So I'm, before I begin my class on, on Chaitanya Bhagavan, I just wanna share some realizations with you. Also being here, it is not at all set up for my Krishna consciousness. Um, and I, you know, I'm visiting, so I don't have time to do that. And I was thinking what Paramahamsa Yogananda said that in terms of the quality of your consciousness, environment is more important than your will. It has more effect than your will. And it's so, it's so clear that, you know, I, I give this analogy that use my hands that this is the mode of ignorance, this is the mode of passion, this is the mode of goodness. And spiritual life really depends on cultivating the mode of goodness. Prabhupada gave the example, like a spark falls from a fire, if it falls on the wet grass, it extinguishes, it falls on regular grass, it may or may not, and dry grass, it becomes inflamed. So in the same way, goodness is the platform by which we can have perception, contentment, and ultimately transcendence. So our environment is very, very important. We have to be very careful about our environment. That's why I think that the pandemic, for the simple fact that it reduced travel, probably elevated people's modes of nature and created some kind of contentment. Of course, it can go the other way around. You know, you stay in one place, you become stagnant. But this kind of rapid, rapid, rapid movement, movement, movement. 
because it's the mode of passion. And I'm thinking even in this class, I'm not as confident. Actually, I kind of just realize somehow or other, I don't usually do this, but I took a Skype call from India at about three in the morning because it was um, about the renovation that's going on in my, what would be my ashram in Govardhan, uh, small, small, Sri Raj ashram. But somehow, I'm, wow, it's Wednesday, I got a class today. And the, 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 the main preparation for my class and the most important thing is the quality of my consciousness. That's first. The second is the frame of reference and familiarity with the, with the subject. But it's the, it's the quality of my consciousness. And that's mean waking up and chanting early and it's just not conducive. And I think one thing is, is the diet here, because I don't really have access to the kitchen except to heat up something. So it affects the, the it, it affects the digestion, not to get me sick, but as one sadhu in Vrindavan told me in Hindi, bait nehi tk, sir nehi tk. If your stomach's not good, your head's not good. It's not just sickness. It's just that clarity of digestion and your food's fully digested. So many things, even the room I'm staying in, you can see it really doesn't have heat. Somehow the heat doesn't come in this room, which, which I don't mind. It's not that bad. But, you know, things are, you know, they're deteriorating and not taking care. It's just your regulation becomes disturbed your regulation becomes disturbed and very fine. I mean, I, I could share with you my 50 years of experience practicing Krishna consciousness. Before you have taste for the Holy name, if you want taste for the Holy name, you have to be regulated. Practice means concentration. That's the first thing. And it's very, very hard to concentrate when in your consciousness, there are multiple options for what you do. And once breakfast hits and the day goes on, you're stuck with multiple options of what you do. And those samskaras are just taking you away from concentration. Without concentration, there's no attraction, there's no taste. Which is why in my own schedule and my age, I've decided to wake up very, very early because there's no competition in my mind for what I am doing. But I can see the regulation, the regulation got cut off and, and so many things like this. So I'm seeing how important is the environment. One, uh, Dr. Fakir Mohan, who is a wonderful Vaishnav, and I, I knew quite well, and I'm very humble. He said, if you want to do bhajan, you have to stay in one place. And one Ayurvedic doctor told me, 
in Boston. He was the temple president for a while. Um, when you move to another environment, it generally takes 72 hours physiologically for your body to adjust. Everything's different. The water's different. Of course, I'm still in New Jersey, et cetera, but there's some element of that. When you tra travel on plane, there's no element of that. Takes 72 hours. And then traveling is the mode of passion in so many things. But the new environment, you know, and the way the sannyasis used to travel, it was the same environment because they walked. It was the same food and the same culture and basically the same water. And, and the walking was so healthy. I, I, I remember in Prabhupada's centennial, I joined the Padayatra three times walking through India. Incredibly blissful on that consciousness, waking up probably in a schoolhouse in the middle of the winter and taking your shower outside in a pump and then joining the procession as you walk out of one village as the sun's rising. And I remember there was this great Vaishnava from Mayapur named Radha Juti. He's one of the gems, one of the real advanced. And he would lead that kirtan as you, as you go from the village. Just an interesting point, you can look it up. New Jersey has a much higher population density than India does. New Jersey, you go from one town and you don't know when you, you enter the next town, they're all the same. There's no space in between. But India, you go from one village and you, know, you go out and the beautiful fields. And if it's this time of year, you got that golden mustard color that reminds you of Radharani. So I can feel it. That's why, and, and when that happens, I tend to speak about my realizations of struggle <laughs> rather than my realizations of elevation. But anyway, I'm behind in my chanting. The quality wasn't as good. Um, my, I'm not sick, but my physical health is not what it usually is. I mean, it, it, it'll be better in a few hours. I mean, it's not bad, but it's this physical health just for sickness and this physical health for, for meditation or yoga. And I'm talking about the meditation or yoga. I'm not sick, but the, the digestion is not perfectly working, which puts consciousness somehow in the, in the country. Then um, just one observation with my mother, uh, fairly good spirits. I was happy to see that. And I'm setting up some kind of communication now. Her hearing aid is fixed. So I was able to put her in contact with various people and then so, so many things like that. But I can see dementia is setting in. Not that she can't recognize me, not that she can, can't talk to me, not that she can't say very lucid things, but it's, it's setting in, you know. Sometimes she's not sure where she is, sometimes she's not sure who's alive and who's not alive, et cetera. 
Um, but I, I saw, and it's probably something I'll, I'll write about, how frustrated desire causes illusion. I made this point many, many years ago that when your desire exceeds what you strongly, what your, when your desire exceeds what you strongly desire, then the mind will go in illusion to attain it. This is the whole principle of my and the material world. We want something so strong that we cannot have by our constitution. And when you can't have something by your constitution, by your reality, you can only fulfill it in illusion. And the mind works that way. And then, then you see what's not there. What's there is not what you want. And you see what you want there. And that became so clear to me when during my kidnapping episode, which I think I've told several times, whatever, during that kidnapping episode, when I was waiting to see the psychiatrist to attest whether or not I should be committed or not, I saw the people in this basement lobby of Kings County Mental Hospital. And I saw this lady talking to the wall as if it was her boyfriend. Obviously she was jilted. She wanted it so much. It was not a possibility to have it by her constitution reality. And, she, and because her desire exceeded what she could have, it created the illusion that she does have it. So these are some of my um, realizations. I'll, I'll stay here another day and then go and then, you know, come back regularly. And uh, by Krishna's grace, the situation is much better and I use my practical intelligence without much authority to solve some of the, the problems that are here. So, now we are after Lord Chaitanya took sannyas he took sannyas for two reasons to facilitate his external reason Bahirangi Hetu and his internal reason Antarangi Hetu for his appearance his external reason is why he came for others which is to spread Krishna consciousness his internal reason is why he came for himself which is to relish the love of his topmost devotee Sri Radha at the height of her and for both things it, it's it's sannyas is not a it's not essential in bhakti. Bhakti is dedication, not renunciation, but it's a facility that can be used for people who have a particular propensity. And, and, and for that time in India, the respect that the order got, we explained that many times that in, in cultured places, people respect the position. 
Otherwise, it's a constant negotiation for who someone is and how I should deal with him, which is left to our own prejudices. And it creates a society that has no structure, that has no harmony, and it puts people completely on the mental plane. So you honor thy mother and father. You don't judge your mother and father. It's a principle as far as possible, far as it can be practically extended. Honor thy mother and father. You, uh, the, the, the head of the government is respected. I know this is inconceivable today, but I gave the example that when George V, I'm not sure it's the fourth or fifth, or when the King of England died, Bhakti Siddhanta put him, his picture and a memorial to him on the front page of the Harmonist, his main magazine. Seeing that uh, the king, what they represent. So he wanted to take that position to facilitate respect as a conduit for giving knowledge. In culture and relationship with someone who is superior, the affection for the superior is called respect. The affection for the subordinate is called anugraha. A parent's, a parent's affection for the child, but saliras, it's called, the flavor is anugraha. And it's mercy because it's superior. And the feeling is, is of compassion because someone is an object of mercy. When they are younger and in a subordinate position, they're an object of mercy. And to become a receptacle of mercy, you have to show that your heart is, has respected that superior by the, the, the culture of respect. The culture of respect is so important. I've, I've written about this, the culture of respect. So Lord Chaitanya was very aware and people were cultured and when they're cultured, they have the culture of respect. They respect people according to position. Um, ultimately also qualification, of course. But as far as possible, that's the case. So he's going to take sannyas for that. Um, and what's the first thing he does, which is very significant. After he takes sannyas, the first thing he does is he instructs Mukunda to do kirtan. Because singing and dancing in these things were not allowed for sannyas. It wasn't allowed for sannyas, this kind of so-called entertainment. That's why when Lord Chaitanya, when we, he was in Varnasi and he was visiting the, the ashram of Prakasananda Saraswati, they were concerned for him because he was dancing and singing. It's an emotional activity. That's the whole purpose of music is to invoke emotion. That's the purpose of kirtan that rag and tal are very, very much connected with deeper parts in our psyche that invoke emotion. They, 
amplify emotion. So in in the in kirtan in the path of bhakti where we have bhakti or devotion and we 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 use the proper rag and tal it will help us to increase that emotion but in mayavadi sanyas in the mayavadi conception which is vairagya without any attachment without us as yukta vairagya we give up what we cannot use in krishna's service then in the mayavadi sannyas it's no to everything it's no to everything and even in vaishnav sannyas i i know this that the madhvas and 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 their selectivity of sannyas is, is very very exclusive I believe there's only 16 sannyasis in their whole mission at a time. They are not allowed to cross the ocean because across the ocean, it's it's a lower culture, generally with speaking. So Lord Chaitanya, the first thing he does is, and this is a good example of Niyama Agraha. When we break it up again, it's two words that mean Niyama Agraha too little affection, nima agraha, too much affection for nima, which is the rules. This was an example how Lord Chaitanya would not fall prey to the obstacle to bhakti of nima agraha, too much affection for the rules, because the technical, technical things of the rules is no dancing and nobody immediately does it. But how does he do it? He instructs Mukunda, who is who is a great Vaishnava, to lead the kirtan. That that this type of sannyas that he's taking um, in the Advaita Vedant line, it appears because he he got an ekadanda, one ek. Radhanath Swami told me the story that when he went to see Neem Karoli Baba who was an impersonalist, he saw Raghunath and Radhanath Swami, excuse me, and he understood that he was a Vaishnava and he just looked at him and said, Ake, all is one. All is one. So just so that it wasn't mundane, that it was spiritual, he picked a Vaishnava one who is not chanting for entertainment. Mother Jamuna liked the Kinshina Krishna. He was on this, this Gurukul bus tour. And they stopped in Sharanagati and somehow or other, Jamuna didn't know him, but he said, you sing. And he sang this raga that he learned in Vrindavan and she liked it very, very much. So she developed an affection for him. And then when he went to see her in Vrindavan, she looked at him and said, don't become an entertainer. 
Pradyumna the Prabhu told me that Bhaktivinoda Thakur interpreted the verse Trinata pi sanichena torora pi shahishnana amanina madhinena kirtana that we should chant humbler than a blade of grass. And what does that mean, humbler than a blade of grass? A blade of grass in a lawn has a unique factor. It contributes to something beautiful, but it doesn't try to stand out. So that's Trinata Pikirtan, that everyone, no matter how talented they are, their focus is on the overall effect and not their individual prominence. This is called Prem Kirtan. And if there's anything, this is one thing that Prabhupada really, really gave. He gave Prem Kirtan. That mood. And I see that a lot in the second generation. They, they somehow understand this, many of them. That it's not about us. I mentioned in the previous Sangha how impressed I was when I traveled in South India in 1978. That was such an experience. And my godbrother that was down there, who was a very influential person named Shankabrit, he would take me in the party that I was leading to meet all these bogus gurus. And you know, South Indian culture is much purer than the North Indian culture. And to go to people's homes and rich people and do programs and kirtans in the street and book distribution. And, uh, and the weather was so great, uh, especially in Bangalore, which was called the air conditioned city. That was our base. Um, Mm. Okay, sometimes I, I commentary and commentary, and you lose your thought. Um, anyway, the Prem Kirtan I'm talking about. Anyway, it, it, it's Prem Kirtan. Um, when I was in South India, what happened that I wanted to relate when I was in South India? Okay, we'll go on. So he instructs Mukunda to perform the kirtan. Bolo, bolo, bali, prabhu, arambila, nitya, chatur, dhige, gayite, lagila, shabha, the Lord called out, chant, chant, and began to dance. His servants surrounded him and all began to sing. The same thing, the Yuga Dharma, Kirtan. Chanting and dancing, it, it's so powerful. Chanting and dancing and, because it leads to such a high form of yoga, because when you do something in a group and you do it in the proper way, you can, it, it helps to achieve rasa in the sense that it becomes one mind. 
in a, in a community, you maintain your individuality, but if it's unified, then it takes you out of the plat. And this is what Sankirtan is, and this is what Prem Sankirtan is. It takes you out of the concept of self-interest. You're more comfortable with the platform, I belong to something greater than myself, which is the basic spiritual concept because our rebellion from that and wanting to center ourselves is the whole cause of this material world. So this Prem Kirtan and, and, and this group bliss is higher than individual bliss for that reason, because our bliss is the receptivity to God that's blocked by the covering of false ego. And this Sankirtan, this group experience, if, if you have the right intention in the first place, can bring you to that point. What to speak about the music which is affecting the psyche and opening up the emotions to the devotional feelings. So anytime Lord Chaitanya, who's Sankirtanaika Nipano, he's the father of Sankirtan, anytime he, he gets an opportunity, he does Sankirtan. I guess that should be the instruction for us. We should all do Kirtan. We should not forget this is the Sankirtan movement. Krishna Varnam Tusha Krishnam Sango Pangasta Parshadam Yagyai Sankirtana Prayer. Yajanti Hisumedasa. Those who are very intelligent, they perform the Yagya of Sankirtan. They perform the Yagya of Sankirtan. Swasa, Hasa, Sweda, Kampa, Pulaka, Hunkara. Najani Katike Hoya Ananta Vikara. Najani, we cannot know. Ananta, unlimited, Vikara, transformations. Possible to describe the unlimited transformations of ecstatic love, like heavy breathing, laughing, perspiring, trembling. Here, hair standing on end and roaring that manifests in the Lord. These are called sattvika bhavs. Sattvika bhavs mean, it does have, doesn't have to do with mode of goodness, because sat means reality, basically. Sattva, the nature of reality. When you're in the mode of goodness, you can actually perceive reality. I'm kind of speculating on this. I just thought of it, but I, I think it must be real. It must be true. We can check it up. But, but sattva, uh, reality. So sattvika means the, 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 the emotions that don't come from the mind. They come from the conscious. It, it, the way sattvika bhav works is when one is at a particular level of receptivity and humility and devotion, when he has an experience of emotion in relationship to a stimulus of devotion, 
it disturbs the mind. It's not me, 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 meaning that it, 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 it becomes upset, but it, it just disturbs the mind. And the mind is connected to the prana, the life airs. So the life airs start to become affected. And then there are core material elements in the body. And according to the emotion, the vibration of the mind affecting the prana will, I think they're called tanmatra, but there's core material elements will become disturbed. And it, it's one of the five bhavas that compose rasa called sattvika bhav. Anubhav is when you, you, you sing or you dance or you do something consciously out of devotion. But this is unconsciously. This is involuntary, excuse me, better word, involuntary. So, Lord Chaitanya immediately starts to transform it, 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 and the devotees start to transform because this is prem kirtan and they're in the mode of goodness and they're receptive and they're Vaishnavas and they're in good sangha and they have no envy and their hearts are like sponges. It's like coming to Vrindavan if you come in the right way, you'll fill up immediately. And if you come in the wrong way, you can stay there for 50 years. You'll be like a stone in water. Not much will be absorbed. It's like a cotton. Okay, I hope it said my internet is unstable. I hope you're still able to hear. Uh, somehow or other, for the, the, my mother's assistant here, uh, they did install a, um, a, a good internet session. Okay. Well, the Lord's loud roaring sound like that of 10 million lions everyone became frightened as he crashed to the ground. So he, he, it's a high state of emotion and it's superseding the intelligence which directs one very, very carefully. It's the heart. Now, generally, this is why it's not recommended for sannyas because sannyas is jnana yoga. You're discriminatory, you know, how you act is very, but he's not at all at that platform to the extent of not controlling his body and not controlling his emotions. And this roaring hunkara is one of the sattvika bhavs. And it's so powerful. And then he's not conscious. So he jumps up sometimes and he, his mind be, loses consciousness of the body in such a way that the body crashed. We know that in the Rathiatra, when he was going from party to party doing kirtan, there were devotees holding out a cloth like a blanket, like firemen, just in case they were afraid that he would jump so high and that he would fall. Being intoxicated with his own Krishna Prem, Swayam Rup, Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya, displayed indifference towards the symbols 
wait, 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 wait. But the Lord of Aikunta lost his dunda and Kamandalu as he became intoxicated in his own love. So you have a, a, a dunda. Dunda literally means a stick. And you have a water pot. And these are, this is Von Ashram. You're in sannyas, you play a certain role. Even though you renounce from the world, you're still technically within the Von Ashram system. And there's certain rules and regulations and certain identifications. And, and it's still under the rules, but it's under the rules of renunciation. And he loses this. And this is also symbolic because bhakti is transcendental to Von Ashram. We can use Von Ashram, but ultimately, it's not the ultimate dictate of our life. The ultimate dictate of our life in Raganuga Bhakti is our devotion to Krishna. And because of our devotion to Krishna, we may do things even more properly. But because it's not the reason we're doing things, if something does not conform to our devotion, then it can be given up, which is why Raganuga Bhakti is described as above the rules and regulations. It doesn't mean we don't follow them. It means the things we are doing are not dictated by them. They're dictated by our internal devotion. And obviously, you know, there's no sex life, there's no gambling, those, of course, because that, that's antithetical to devotion, but it's not that you're following a rule. Or if you're going to Mongol Arctic, you don't have this consciousness that I, I make advancement when I complete an activity, because it's a rule. That's what Vaidhi Bhakti means. I'm under the rules. And for my mind to remain fixed in Krishna, I have to take it out of the mind, out of the emotions, and I have to put it to the booty, and I have to express that booty, what's right, discrimination by a rule. And you develop a certain faith that I advance by following the rules. And that's why in this, in the uh, Vaidhi Bhakti and in, in, in generally, and you look at South India and South India, there's so much like rules that you do. So, He's not really taking sannyas for that reason. And he's transcendental. So immediately he loses these symbols. In fact, in Puri, there's a very, very beautiful place which we sometimes go with Madhavananda called Danda Bunga Nadi. I just love that sound of that name. Danda Bunga Nadi. Nadi is the place I get, the river. Nadi is the river. Danda Banga, where Lord Shait, where the sannyas Danda of Lord Chaitanya was broken. When he was coming into Puri for his Anchalila, for his to fulfill the internal purpose of his uh, uh, internal purpose of his um, uh, appearance. Nityananda broke the danda, and it was symbol. It was put in that river. And this is the interesting part. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, 
That is called the Parama Gambira Lila, the pastime. Gambira means deep. Parama means the supremely deep pastime. There, there used to be one disciple of Gorgo Vindamarj was developing a project there. It's right at the border of coming into Puri. And there's a, there's a river there. It's quite beautiful. Danda Bunga Nadi. So supremely deep pastime. I'd have to really go deep in my consciousness to remember why it was so deep. It was uh, this person that was explaining it. It's, it, it, but also traditionally, Vaishnavas had white bead bags. Not saffron bead bags, not designer bead bags. Because the idea is, even for sannyasi, if he was in Von Ashram and he had a certain social role that had to be dictated by certain rules, when he does his bhajan, it should be beyond Von Ashram. It should be, the bhajan should be Paramahamsa. The bhajan should be the it should be um, according to our relationship with Krishna. Yeah, designer bead bags. You don't see the uh, sadhikars in Vrindavan. Designer bead bags or even Renounced bands, yeah. You see, I'm a, I'm a renounced. See, I even got a renounced mask. Someone sent me. But I also wear different color masks. Um, while dancing, the Lord grabbed his spiritual master and, and, and embraced him with great satisfaction. Having received the Lord's merciful embrace, Keshav Bharti became filled with ecstatic love. Now, <clears throat> he was in the, in the Bharati, very high order of sannyas. And at that time, there was only Advaita Vedanta, is why, why Lord Chaitanya took sannyas. The six Goswamis were Babaji's. Paramahamsa Vesh, the, 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 the dress of one who is beyond Van Ashram, which is our eternal relationship with Krishna. So Lord Chaitanya took sannyas, there was no other options, but he needed that upadi, that designation, that position. So Keshavarti, we know that he gave him the mantra, Keshavarti, that Keshavarti gave him. And Lord Chaitanya embraced him and there's such Shakti with God embracing you. There's Shakti, there's potency. And, and just the emotional component of your own heart, if you're open to that and you receive mercy, and what greater mercy can it be than the embrace of the Supreme Personality of Godhead? 
And with that embrace is expression of affection for you. What to speak if you're, 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 you're humble. And that makes you more humble because you feel I'm so undeserving of this. And then you're reflecting on, on who am I? Who is he? Open your heart more to this feeling of praying. Throwing his dunda and Kamandalu away, the fortunate Keshava Bharti danced and chanted, Hari, Hari. So now he, he also went to that level. So it, it, what, he, what he was saying is, I'm not a Vadi Sanyas. Gopi Bharta Kamada, Gopi Bharta Kamada, Dasa Dasa Anudasa. I'm a servant of Krishna. That's my identity, not in Van Ashram, and certainly not a Mayavadi Sanyasi. What's the first thing Lord Chaitanya does when he takes sannyas? He starts to sing transcending the rules of that order and then gives up even the external uh, symbols of that order. In the mellow of ecstatic love, Kesha Bharti lost external consciousness. He rolled on the ground and his clothes became disarrayed. He is not acting according to Vairagya. He's acting according to the feelings of the heart and devotion to Krishna. And that's going against the dignity, the external dignity of his order. He's rolling on the ground, his clothes become disarrayed. I remember I'm not, I had one God brother and he's very exalted. He's very, very fine. He's not a sannyasi but he's a very respected person. And I was friends with him and his wife. And he's very exalted devotee. He's done a lot of service. But he comes to Vrindavan and wherever he goes, he never goes out of his room. And he's always dressed very finely, white. So I'm the only one in the world that ever was able to take him out on Parikram. Somehow he agreed his wife was so hard. But I, I remember, <laughs> you know, we got out of the car. We were at Govindakun, which I think some of you are there. What a beautiful place. And we paid obeisances and he had to get dirt on his kurta. I remember he just went. And he just rolled in the ground. And, and what did Akrura do when he came to Vrindavan? Akrura was a, like the minister of the king. And he was very, very learned in, in certainly in, in, in different types of rituals. He was learned. He was the minister of the king. He was very respected. He gave up all fear. He gave up all pride. And how did he give up fear and pride? He rolled around in the ground. Why fear? What if someone of Kamsa's spies saw him doing that when he came to Vrindavan to see Krishna? He could be killed. He gave up all fear and pride. He's so respectable, he's rolling in the ground. 
There's not a time where I don't come to Brindavan and the first thing I do when I get out of that car is roll on the ground of Brindavan. To come there without pride and to respect the place on seeing the Lord bestow mercy on uh, Keshav Bharti, everyone loudly chanted the name of Hari. Whoa, what a day. Um, would anybody like to have a reflection or even ask a question if necessary? Okay. Hare Krishna Maharaj, good morning. Hi, Bo. Thank you for class. That, um, that last scene is just so wonderful the the jumping and the and the, it's just it's making me miss kirtan a lot a lot <laughs> um so thank you for that um but i'm really loving what you said a little earlier about the that frustrated desire causes illusion that and the explanation of the woman standing there talking to the wall like it's her boyfriend it's like we think oh that's crazy but i feel like oh but i've done that <laughs> you know it's su it's such a good um now by the way what we're doing, we're doing that now oh. because that's what the world is when your desire exceeds your constitution and it's mm. so strong then what you can have in reality, you have to fulfill an illusion. That's just the way the world works. Mm. Okay, well, thank you, Jamuna Jaya. Thank Krishna. you, Mahesh. Good. Anybody else like to share reflection? Hi, Krishna Maharaj, it's Leela Vrindavan. Hi, Bo. Thank you so much for class. Um, I loved, well, firstly, I was just sad to hear that you are expressing that you feel your health isn't so strong. So we're excited to have you back so we can take care of you. Okay, I, I, I appreciate that. I, I, I'll just mention something about my health is it goes down very slowly and mm -hmm. goes up very quickly. So, but I, I just need, it, it's just being here. You know, I, I'm looking at my diet. I have like shelled peanuts. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, someone, uh, Lal Govinda expertly cooked me paratas, potato wow. paratas. So I take them out of the stove I, and I put them in the microwave, but it's not, it's not, it, it's, it's just not when you have your own things every together, but thank you. Good. Okay. Yeah. I really appreciated what you said about, especially in the beginning about how we have to tend to the environment and the container and our regulation um, and that that's stronger than our will. Right, because the mode of goodness creates will and mm -hmm. all the other modes destroy will. <laughs> so unless we put ourselves in environment, it's going to hard to be accessed that will. But anyway, I'm just experiencing it here, but that's a very nice, I also felt that point was very important. Okay. Okay, I'll see you on Sunday. I'll I'll write sometimes this week so we coordinate everything. Okay, sounds okay. good, Mark. Okay, great. Anybody yeah. else?
Okay, a few people want to say hello. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. This is Krishna Premi. Krishna Premi. Oh, good. I like uh, when you analyze the Chenna that verse, you said it's the mood of uh, the grass that they contribute something very good, but they don't aspire to stand out. And I think this is very beautiful. Say it one more time, because my hearing is not so good. Yeah, you gave the analysis of the third verse of Shishishikshastaka, the Chinavi Sunichena, that one. Yeah, so when you talked about the grass, the mood of the grass. Oh, right. Yeah, that's good, because I didn't complete it. Because what Pradumna said is a single blade of grass never says, um, a single blade of grass never says, hey, look at me. You know, it never stands out, right? So that's kirtan, we're part of something. Yeah, very good. Krishna Premi, I'm going to yes. start getting envious of you and Radha Charan. Because you're in the Dom and I'm here. Yeah, we, I, we feel that we just arrived, actually. <laughs> because exactly one year ago, we arrived and we immediately went to, uh, to your class, remember, if you remember. I remember. Yeah, right. This last year, you, it's a year already. I can't believe it. You were going to my class. Yes, 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 right. Oh, so, so beautiful. Then we went to uh, Puri Yatra. Right. That was beautiful for you. <laughs> Very good. Uh, okay. Okay. Maybe put a little prayer in for me that I can visit Mayapur soon. Lord Chaitanya is merciful. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there for another. You may be there for another two, three years. <laughs> I'm not sure. Everything is up to Krishna, really. Well, so far he's Okay. Anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. And Kishore Radha. Okay. Tota, see you tomorrow, nine o'clock. Okay. Right. Yes. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Yeah. I just, um, yeah. you know, it's a, we often hear that, you know, the, the, you know, the, the later part of the day is not conducive for chanting and absorption, but the, um, the take, the different kind of take you, the different kind of spin that you put on that today, which is that, you know, when you have too many choices, you know, you can't get absorbed. And that's actually the problem with doing, you know, meditation later yeah. in the days. So, you know, it was an interesting way that you, describe the problem right, you know, too, right too many choices too many so, options yeah. but there, yeah there are also sadhus that 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 take advantage of the night but it's probably the same time i wake up they just stay up for that time <laughs> mm -hmm. and like you said before too you know is you know it's it's about conditioning the mind to do a particular right. thing at a particular time of day so if if you're conditioned to do it you know in the middle of the day then I guess that would be okay too, you know, because well, your mind is Because trained. the mode of passion rises in the middle of the day. So there's an extra option. Challenge. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hari Bo. Hari Krishna.